Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the week five edition of the DFS Dreamer podcast here with me, Wes Easley, at Loafinit on Twitter, and my good buddy, at, uh, Pierre, at Peewee31 on Twitter. I'm struggling, Pierre. I'm struggling today. I need this cup of coffee in me. <laughs> I guess. Well, we usually do this on Wednesday night, so maybe the, the Thursday's throwing you off. Maybe so. We've uh, I've, I've recorded so many shows this week. It feels like I've done a lot of different things this week. And so to do the DFS Dreamer podcast, I, I do John Priscilla's tomorrow um, over on the AaronTorresOnline.com website. And this one, of course, is on Fantasy Impact Today, at FI Today with a little underscore on Twitter. You can follow the show there. Please make sure you subscribe to the show. We try to bring the smoke each and every week here on the DFS Dreamer podcast. And Pierre, I, I really do appreciate you putting in the uh, DraftKings lineup contest each and every week. It's been a lot of fun to get to know some of these people in mm-hmm. that contest and stuff. So I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's been fun. And you, you finally did something in it. So I was I was shocked to see the top, but uh, no, you you put together a good lineup. So congrats on the first place finish there. I can't get past four for some reason to start, but um, I know what I did wrong, and you know you gotta be you know learn be able to learn from some of your mistakes. But it was really good to to see you at the top. So as long as it's Thank one you. of us, it makes good. Thank you, JB was second too, so that was pretty cool. Was. There, you know, fancy magnet. family, except yeah, me. Yeah, everybody but me. <laughs> Uh, and, and did you see which quarterback I did it with? I, I, I did at the time, but I don't recall off top. You don't recall. Well, it was somebody you told me that you kind of giggled at me before. I said, I said, I got my eye on this guy. And you said, ah, that guy. And I said, it's a revenge game. It's a, and Jacoby Brissett led my squad last week to a number one place victory. Not that he did a lot himself, <laughs> but I was able to squeeze in some other things. It was really yeah, the You did have revenge. Jacoby. That's, that's correct. He didn't, he didn't do a lot. Uh, Coates finally got off the snipe, so I was happy to see that. But what he did was he opened up your your salary to where you could actually spend up on quite a few guys, and you did have the Corey Davis revenge. You you had your Bama guy and King Henry, so you had a really good build even with Brissett in there. Yeah, Blind Squirrel finds a nut every once in a while this week. I'll be down there at the bottom again, and Michelle will be, uh, your wife will be just happy as all get out that she beat me again. So that's, <laughs> we'll that's, see. We'll see. You, you never know, man. You're you're getting better. So I like you your lineup much. construction. So you got to give yourself some credit. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Now, look, we got to get into this tier or this, this uh, week. It's only, what, 12 games this week? So am I reading that right? Yeah, well, because you got the the London game uh, for one. The the Jets and Falcons aren't on the main slate because okay. they're a nine thirty a.m. start. Uh, so that's why it's uh, the twelve instead of the thirteen. Uh, once you count the Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night, of course. Well, I've been I've been guilty of hitting the wrong one at different times, so I was just double checking. You know, I was just making sure. Just making sure. All right, safe and sorry. So it starts out this week at uh, with the quarterbacks. We always start out with the quarterbacks. We always look for three times the value here on DFS Dreamer Podcast, and we look for those uh, uh, good value plays for us for this Sunday, and try to do a good roster construction uh, advice for us all throughout this podcast. Now it starts out at 8K with Kyler. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I I want you to tell me, okay, if, if if you think about this, which guys are most likely to bust out of this group, okay? This is what I'm looking for. Which guys are most likely to bust? Here, starting out with AK, with, uh, with, with Kyler Murray, all the way down to Dak Prescott is where I'm going with this, okay? So tell okay. me, who do you think is most likely to bust out of that five? From Kyler to Dak, ooh. Yeah, it's Tom Brady. Tough. 
Aaron Rodgers at 7,100, Hertz at 7K, and Dak Prescott at 6,900. I think I would lean Dak uh, Prescott as most likely a bust, and it's tough uh, because I like him as well. But when you look at it, he needs around 21. Um, he's done that three out of four times, but you got a divisional matchup going up a- against the Giants. Uh, big game. They've been running the ball a lot more uh, with Zeke, uh, with Pollard, and uh, you know, still coming off of his ankle. Dak's not running the ball too much. Um, I know he had nine attempts against the Eagles, but you know that was only what for six yards. So it seems like that was more running around. Other than that, he's at four zero four, so he doesn't have the rushing upside uh, that someone like Hertz would bring you, that Kyla would bring you. Um, even Rodgers can sometimes you know take off and run. I know Brady's kind of stand still. Uh, but just looking at the the weapons in the run game that, that Dallas tends to go, and I don't mind the Giants' defense either. I think Dak would be most likely to bust for me. Okay, I wasn't sure who you would say. Dak, you know, does put up those numbers, but he, he also, I'm not going to say puts up stickers because the team is winning. It's just fantasy da- DraftKings reliability that we're looking for here. Kyler Murray, the last two, has only put up 23 DraftKings points apiece, so he'd fall a little bit short of our three uh, three times the value. I, I wasn't sure if you would say Kyler against San Francisco or not. Yeah, I mean, he has, but when you look at those last two matchups, they've been they've been out in front. Um, both with the Rams, you know, there in Los Angeles, they, they had a good lead, um, as well as against the Jaguars. So where he, he could kind of not put the, the foot on the gas, he can lay off the gas a little bit. So I'm not sure that'll be the case. Divisional matchup against the 49ers still waiting to see who starts for San Francisco. Uh, but again, he has that rushing upside. Uh, he runs the ball. He can run the ball. He he's throwing the ball all over the field with his weapons there. Uh, they're at home. Big total. So even with the the eight the eight K that he is, uh, that twenty four I think is is pretty reasonable and easy for him to hit as long as he stays healthy and as long as the game stays close, which I expect it to. Brady uh, put up eleven points last week. I, I, I want to just take that game and throw it out the window, though. You know what I mean? It, it was it wasn't that exciting. It was too hyped up, uh, kind of a thing. It was like watching Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy at WrestleMania. You know, it just really wasn't any juice there at all. Uh, so, so I like to take that eleven and just throw it out the window and count on Brady to get the thirty plus that he's been getting every week before that. Yeah, Brady's probably my favorite quarterback this week uh, on the slate. I, I do like him. Uh, again, they they have to to throw the ball quite a bit. You know, they only got Fournette and Rojo in the backfield. Bernard's hurt, and they they prefer to to, to kind of pass the ball anyway. Some short passes every once in a while to be an extension of the run. Uh, so I do like Brady. I do think he'll he'll be back. You know, outside of the whole New England chaos that took place all week, literally mm-hmm. all week. Yep. I I don't like New England anyways, but to have to hear it on like every TV show and stuff that was I'm glad it's over. And I do expect him to, to bounce back at home against the Dolphins. Rodgers has been weird. He's at 7,100, so he's got to get up to that 21-point uh, mark for us to be satisfied with his DraftKings performance. Mm-hmm. And he's he's gotten 24, 19, 26. So he's hit that mark, but at the same time, it doesn't seem like I'm getting enough juice there for my dollar. Yeah, it's tough for him. You never know like how much he's going to have to throw. Um, so they do like to run the ball. They're running even more. Uh, this year, getting Aaron Jones involved, uh, Dylan's getting a couple carries. So I just think this game could end up shooting out. So it, mm-hmm. the total opened around 48, and it's it's up to 51 with what I have here, 50 and a half on some books. So uh, this total's climbing. So that means a lot of the a lot of the sharp sharp bets are, are coming in on the over. 
Um, I'll actually be at this game, so uh, hopefully it's a shootout there and I can enjoy it also. So I do think he can get there if the game's a shootout like is expected. Cincinnati, you know, also 3-1 on the other side. High-powered offense there with Burrow and his weapons. So if this is a shootout, you, you want Rodgers, obviously, to be a part of that because uh, he's going to air it out. He's going to hit Adams. And, and it's the games that are kind of more grinded out that he really doesn't have to throw the ball that you really get concerned. Uh, well, I am a little bit concerned about him, but I'm also a little bit concerned about Jalen Hurts and that Carolina defense. Maybe they mm-hmm. got a little more exposed last week than what we had maybe seen prior to that because they went up against some stiffer competition. But Jalen, yeah. uh, you know, he's he's getting 31, he's getting 25, 22, and 29. He has that potential to always get right over that 25 to that 30-point range, and he's just 7K this week. So I kind of like him, but that Carolina defense makes me a little nervous. Yeah, I mean their, their defense has seemed good, but as you stated, they didn't they didn't look too great uh, against uh, an offense like the Cowboys. So you have to see kind of how this plays out. Um, but even so, like if you expect the the Eagles to be behind, you know it's going to be a lot of mop up time and comeback type of duty for Hertz uh, to where he's trailing. He's going to have to throw the ball, and as you see, you know he's hit that point at twenty one all four weeks. Um, not sure he's really played a great defense, maybe, you know, San Francisco, but even so, uh, he, he's still airing the ball out a lot more. He's a lot more accurate than I remember him last year. Um, and then he has that rushing upside. As I've stated, he's got seven plus attempts in every game, uh, 62 yards, 82 yards, 35 yards, 47 yards all on the ground. So he's getting you, you know, anywhere from four to eight points with his feet alone. And uh, that doesn't even account for any of the passing yards or any touchdowns that he may run or throw. So having that four to eight point, you know, floor just from rushing, it's going to help him get to that 21 that you need to get three times the value. All right, Pierre. I was envisioning this because we're both competitive guys and when it, you know, we're both on the same team and all, but, but at the same time, whenever we fill out our DraftKings lineups against each other, I always want to beat you. You always want to beat me. So I, I kind of think that we are at war a little bit in this. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. We're at war a little bit. Now I want, what I want you to do in this next tier from let's say Herbert all the way down to Jones at six K. So Herbert's at 6,800 and mm-hmm. Jones is at six K. I, I want you to try to sabotage me. All right. With a quarterback, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to let you pick a quarterback for me to have to play on Sunday. Okay. This is the hyperbole here. Cause I'm not going to actually play this person probably, but I want, if you, if you had to pick somebody to sabotage me out of that group, who would you pick Sam? We got Justin Herbert, Sam Darnold, Kirk cousins at 6,500 Tannehill, Derek Carr, Joe Burrow at 6,100 and Daniel Jones at six K. Which one would you pick? Oh man, that's tough. I, I like these guys. Um, I'd probably go Carr. uh, bears defense. Looks like it's it's starting to turn a corner here. Uh, they got Fields. You know he's a starter now for good, which is good to see. Uh, so they got the hopefully the offense can can stay on the field, extend. Uh, so let me let me give you Derek Carter sabotage going up against your Chicago Bear defense. Boy, that see that's that's cruel. That's cool because now I got to kind of root for Carr, but I'm rooting for the Bears. I guess I'm, I'm hedging my bet here a little bit, is what I'm doing. Okay, so I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick one for you, and you're gonna okay. think I'm a nice guy because I'm giving you Justin Herbert this week. Okay, but really okay. I'm like a Benedict Arnold because I'm trying to sabotage <laughs> you, my friend. And he's going against that Cleveland Brown defense, and and that Brown defense has just been able to stifle people left and right this year, and that Charger defense has been able to do the same thing. So I kind of see this game just not having a good 
ebb and flow to it. You know, it's going to be really hard to get things going up and down. So for me, I'm going to try to look like a nice guy, but really, I think I'm <laughs> sabotaging you. All right. Yeah, we'll we'll see. That that Browns defense has been good. I like them in the off season with the moves that they made. Uh, this is going to be a game I just want to see from a, a football standpoint. So mm-hmm. not even fantasy related. I just want to see this matchup. Uh, should be good. Obviously, the Chargers coming off the the big win. Uh, back-to-back, really, from the, the, the Chiefs and the actual Raiders. So we'll, we'll see if they can keep it going against Cleveland. But you're right. I mean, it's a tough defense, so we'll see if Herbert can get there. Interesting sabotage, though, just given the weapons that he has and the talent that he has in that arm of his. Yeah, and he's gotten 21, 31, 19, and 18 mm-hmm. DraftKings points. So it's possible that he can have a little bit of a bust week. Okay, uh, give me another quarterback that you would like to sabotage me with, sir. <laughs> well, this is this is tough, and this is kind of dependent on uh, his his running back uh, backfield here. So uh, Sam Darno, uh, 6,600, would be who I go with next. Uh, Christian McCaffrey returned limited practice uh, yesterday. I hadn't got a chance to check the report today, but um, when McCaffrey's out there, uh, he's going to be involved. He's going to take away some of those runs that, that Darnold has. When you look at the the two weeks uh, before McCaffrey went down, he had 20, 21. Uh, yeah, he's still getting that three times the value, but, you know, going up against, you know, Philly, I feel like they did a decent job, you know, at times with certain teams, obviously not with Kansas City, uh, but the Philly defense is, is sometimes all right, so – I'd probably go out of this. I like this group a lot, so I think I would go Darnold and just hope that, you know, McCaffrey comes back, he's healthy, he has a McCaffrey game to the point where they're not leaning on Darnold too much. Okay, I could see that. Uh, thank you very much, I guess. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I, I would give you Ryan Tannehill next. All right, I give okay. you Tannehill. He's at 6,400. He's got to get up to that 18, 19 DraftKings point, and he's only passed that one time so far this year. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure how healthy his wide receivers are going to be. I think they're going to try to get out there this week, of course, because they see a much better matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Or, well, I guess they had a bad matchup last week against the Jets, too, or a good matchup last week against the Jets. But uh, with them Jacksonville Jaguars this week, I think that they want to go want to go in there and not lose two games in a row. But wouldn't it be crazy if they did? I mean, that would just be crazy. It'd be even more crazy since it's Jacksonville and the, the turmoil they're going through with their own head coach, Urban Meyer, there. But yeah, it sounds like they they will probably at least have A.J. Brown back, which is, yep. is going to help a bit. Again, I don't know how healed his, his hamstring strain that he has is going to be. Uh, but just having him on the field, even as a decoy, should open some things up. Um, as you stated, it's Jacksonville, a team that really sounds like they're kind of over their coach, uh, maybe not playing for him any longer, which can – obviously cause you know some friction <laughs> they, could, they could easily quit on the field as well if they have a, a different agenda to, to get rid of their coach that's yet to be seen but I think that's the the one hiccup is his receivers are getting healthy and that matchup on the other side not against just the Jaguars but also the the Jaguars and what's going on with their actual uh, coaching situation. All right, so we're getting to the nitty-gritty. We're getting to the people that we really like as quarterbacks in this group. Uh, so give me uh, – who's your favorite quarterback that's left, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, or Joe Burrow? So out of this group, I'd probably take Daniel Jones. Uh, I like him. For one, he's the cheapest, uh, 6K. Uh, you're looking for 18, 18 or more. He's done that three out of four. Again, you've heard me say it, but rushing upside, I like to have a, a little rushing upside. Uh, if I'm going down with some quarterbacks and he's got it um, when it comes to the rushing upside, he's throwing the ball pretty well. Uh, I know New Orleans isn't a, isn't a terrible defense. He threw for 402 yards and two touchdowns. 
uh, rush for another 27 yards against them. Uh, I feel like the Cowboys defense can be picked on. Yeah, they got Trayvon Diggs on, on one side. That's really uh, holding it down for them. But we, we saw Carolina put up some points. And that's really all you need. If they're even behind, if they're trailing, you just want them to be able to put up some points. I'm not sure his own receiver situation with, you know, Slayton, Shepard. Not sure if those guys are going to be back. But, you know, he was able to score points without them last week. Uh, I think going into Dallas, everyone's big on Dallas. You know, Dallas has been hot, won multiple mm-hmm. games in a row. I feel like it could be a letdown spot for them, and, and Daniel Jones could capitalize. All right. I, I, my favorite one is Joe Burrow. I, I do like what you said about that game turning into a shootout, I believe. And Joe Burrow's right there ready to go for it. I think he, he possibly could get T. Higgins back this week, which is going to be a big boost uh, yeah. for them as well. And I, if I'm not mistaken, Green Bay's got two key defensive players out this week that, that aren't going to be able to play, right? Yeah, um, I, I know they're worried about uh, Jair Alexander's shoulder. Uh, they did sign Jalen Smith today, so he he might suit up. They got him from the, the Cowboys, uh, which could help shore up that linebacker core. Um, I hope the Burrow doesn't play too well since I'll, I'll be there with a, a Packers fan. Uh, that I really like, so we'll see how that turns out there. Understood that. Okay, for the next, la- the last little tier here, we're going from yep. Taylor Heineke at 5,900 all the way down, and I just uh, just give me some of your favorite ones in here if you see any at all. So it's it's tough. Um, I probably look at, at Trevor Lawrence. So, again, you don't know what's going to happen with uh, the mm-hmm. Jaguars and just that whole team, but we just saw Zach Wilson have a pretty good game. Uh, against the Titans himself as a rookie. So, you know, you can see Trevor Lawrence turn around and do the same thing. Uh, they really started using the read option a lot better in that Cincinnati game where he was holding on to the ball, using James Robinson as a decoy and, and getting his own uh, rushing attempts. So if they continue to do that, I think that uh, Trevor Lawrence could definitely pay off at 5,800. I think a lot of the field is going to be on Trey Lance, uh, right. the rookie out of San Francisco, Again, it's not it's not guaranteed that Garoppolo won't won't play. I know he's dealing with the calf, uh, but if he's out, I think a lot of the field will go to, to Trey Lance. I don't know if I'll go there. Uh, rookie first game starting on the road, uh, undefeated opponent. That's a tough situation there. Uh, but I think a lot will play Trey Lance. Uh, again, he has weapons: Kittle, Debo. Uh, I kind of bombed out or flamed out last week, but he can run as well. Uh, so that will be a tough one. Uh, down towards the bottom, Mac Jones, your guy out of Bama. He looked pretty good, man. He was he was yes. trying to go toe-for-toe with Brady. So uh, I think he's talented. He throw the ball. You got the Texans defense on the other side. The Texans offense is probably going to help him out a bit, too. <laughs> give him some short field. So I, I don't mind Mac Jones as well at 5,300. You know who else I like is is uh, Davis Mills this week. I, I like him primarily for the New England Patriot defense. But that's <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I was hey, no, say, what? I have a serious question for you, though, on this one. Uh, who's the backup in Pittsburgh? Because we just can't keep watching Big Ben do this. I, I, if there's no smoke, there needs to be some smoke about Ben Roethlisberger yeah, getting getting a little bit hurt or banged up and letting the new <laughs> regime come in there. And for me, looking at Scott Fishbowl, I'm going, okay, I need a quarterback bad because Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> is one of my quarterbacks. Uh-uh. And I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting really desperate at this point. Fitz is, Fitz is gone. Two is gone. Uh, Daniel Jones is one injury away from just oh my, my quarterback yeah i'm i'm in real trouble uh, it's mason rudolph he's the he's the backup there uh, out of oklahoma state so um i'm not sure how good he is either but it, it sounds like he had a pretty good camp i don't think they'll turn to him uh you know he's roethlisberger he's one of those guys got the super bowl uh you kind of just got to ride them out as tough as it is 
Uh, so I think he'll he'll get ridden out, regardless of what's going on with his injuries. First, it was his pectoral. I think it's his hip now. Uh, but they're going to have to ride with him. You know, he came back, even if this is last year. They don't want him to to go out. I don't feel bad. Uh, so we'll see what takes place there. But it is Mason Rudolph. Uh, so if if you do need to scrounge up a, a quarterback I, there, that might be one to, to take a shot on. Uh, I don't mind Jacoby Brissett down here either, 5,200. Uh, again, I, I don't know how great he's going to be. He's really inaccurate as a quarterback. Uh, but Tampa's given up a lot of points mm-hmm. through the air, uh, the teams that are trailing them. So if he's, you know, trailing, he has to throw kind of what he did, you know, at the end of that game uh, against the Colts. He got a little bit of garbage time in that game. You could see that in that Tampa game where he can kind of get some points just based off trailing and having to throw the ball. Drew Locke is not much more expensive than Davis Mills. Are you interested in Drew Locke against Pittsburgh this week? Who has, not at all. Not at <laughs> no, all. I don't, I, I don't think Drew Locke's good. Uh, I thought he might be coming out, but he just doesn't seem to have it. There's a reason they turned to Teddy. All right, let's go over to the wide receivers then. Uh, and and I think this guy is the most expensive guy, player on the board. No, Derrick Henry is the most expensive player at 9K, but Devontae Adams is moving up to 8,400 here. He might be 9K after this game. All right, he might be 9K <laughs> after this game because he's going to really go, go off. Uh, let's play a little we or no, okay? okay. We or no, since you are Pierre, we, this is yes or no in a French style. Will Devontae Adams hit three times his value? He is priced at 8,200. He has gotten... 12 DraftKings points, 34, 23, and 11. Oh, no. I'm going to really? go no. It, it's tough. So, I mean, you look at 24, he, he's he's only done it once uh, when you're looking a little over 24, and you just don't know how the game script's going to go. It's a tough thing. So he's going to get his targets. So I don't think, don't think that's the case. He's going to get his targets, probably double-digit targets. Um, if they shoot out, it, it's quite possible that he could be involved. But, you know, they got Randall Cobb involved. He got two touchdowns. They haven't run the ball more with Aaron Jones as well. Uh, you're going to have to figure out a way to, you know, get Tunyon back involved. I, I think that, you know, he's going to start getting, you know, more more targets. He got seven last week himself. So I don't, I don't think he'll have a bad game. Uh, he got that out of the way when I played him last week with his 12 points. So I think he'll have a better game. I, I'm just concerned if he's going to get to that 24-25 that we need. He'll definitely probably need to score a touchdown to get there, I imagine. At $7,700, $700 cheaper than Devontae mm-hmm. Adams is Justin Jefferson. He's had 20 DraftKings points, 30, 19, and 13. Will he hit three times his value? I'll go we. Um, I know he's only $500 less than, than Adams, but he, he oh. has more folks that can, can take it away from him uh, in regards to, to Thielen. They can take some attention off. Uh, Dalvin Cook in the backfield can can kind of take attention like Aaron Jones does, but I just like Jefferson a lot. He seems like he's he's kind of becoming that that number one guy that everyone thought he would be uh, there in Minnesota. So I do like him. It's against the Lions, uh, who's getting up a ton of points. He's more of a deep threat, and uh, the Lions have been getting beat deep. Uh, I mentioned you know two weeks ago that you know Hollywood Brown dropped like three touchdowns, and I thought Darnell Mooney was going to be a really good play last week. Uh, because he's the deep guy for the the Bears, and he did. He went for like five and and one twenty five. And Jefferson's really that guy for for the Vikings. So I see him being the the beneficiary of that, and I, I think he can definitely get there and pay off that salary. The next guy is seventy six hundred. So we're looking at twenty twenty one, twenty two DraftKings points. He's got he's he's put up eleven, five, fifteen, and twenty six. That's DeAndre Hopkins. Will he be able to hit two three times his value? I'm going to go no. So he just hadn't done it. I have to see it. Like he had the the good week one, he got banged up and he hasn't done it since. 
and they're spreading the ball around. You know, A.J. Green's had a resurgence. Uh, your guy Kirk's, you know, had some good games. They're using Rondell Moore, so they just have weapons. Even Max Williams uh, had a, a good game, so he he's not needed to do the things he was doing last year, nor when he was you know, with the Texans. So I'm just going to say no and just wait for him to to kind of see that volume again. This guy was 6,600 last week. I this, know it. Oh this week, gosh. he is 7,500. He's jumped up. Uh, he's put up 35 DraftKings points, 24, 22, 15. We're talking about DJ Moore. Will he be able to hit his new price point value of 7,500? <laughs> he needs to get to 21-ish. So we in no. Okay. <laughs> it's going to depend on McCaffrey. If McCaffrey plays, I'll lean no. If McCaffrey's out, then I'm going to go weed because I, I think he'll still be that target monster. Have you seen double-digit targets three out of uh, the last, out of the four games? And he's he's kind of that one. He's that one A guy now. So him and Darnold have that connection. So I do think he'll get there. If McCaffrey's out, if McCaffrey plays, I'll go no. But otherwise, I, I do like DJ Moore, and I regret uh, not listening to my projections and playing him last week at 6600. <laughs> This next guy is 7,400, so we got to get to that 21, 22-point uh, range. And let me just uh, the last four weeks, he's got 33, <laughs> 10, 31, 10. So this week it looks like a 10-point week for Terry McLaurin. Do you think he'll reach his, his, his three-times value? <laughs> no. Um, okay. It does look like a 10-point week. I don't know if we'll get 10. That's an that's a interesting trend there for sure, but. Again, you're looking at the Saints. I, I like Marshawn Lattimore and their their cornerbacks there. I feel like they'll try to take away McLaurin. So we'll, we'll see if that that plays out the way I think it's going to be. So I'm going to go no uh, with him getting that 21, the 24 that you're going to need. Mike Williams is 7,200. He is the most expensive Los Angeles Charger wide receiver, I believe, this week. And let me mm -hmm. just tell you, uh, two weeks ago we had a 36 point point uh, DraftKings points. All the other weeks he had twos. 22 the first week, 22 the second week, and two last week. <laughs> Pierre, oh, yeah. I, uh, will he hit three times his value, or are you staying away from him against that Cleveland defense? I'm going to stay away. I'm going to go no. Uh, similar, uh, like you just said, the, the Cleveland defense. Um, I didn't really, you know, target him in that Raider showdown either just because, you know, usually the slot and the tight ends are what does well against that Raiders defense. So I, I got to see it again. I know he had that good stretch. Everyone hopped on the train, and similar to what happens usually, once you hop on the Mike Williams train, something goes wrong to derail it. Um, <laughs> so he's still healthy, so that's good. He's, he's not hurt, but uh, I just got to wait and see now. He, he, he got everyone excited, then he had the dud, so he's going to have to at least get another game of excitement before I jump on. Yeah, well, I'm trying to trade for him in every redraft league I can get, just in case <laughs> that guy's scared of it right now. Because, yeah, he was tearing it up. All right, last guy in this little tier here, Debo Samuel, 7,100. Uh, it, it, once again, 39, 10, 16, 36. He's all over the map. Will, will this, is this a good week for Debo? I'm going to go no. Um, okay. I, I, like, I like the Cardinals' defense a lot. Um, I don't think they're getting a, enough credit. Uh, they'll probably be one of the defenses I target this week because they're cheaper than I feel like they should be. Again, you don't know the quarterback situation with Lance or Garoppolo, but, you know, coming off a big game against Seattle, Seattle tends to really give up, you know, a bunch of points in the air. The, the Cardinals can kind of pick or choose their battles. They limited Cooper Cup, which no one's been able to do. They did that last week. I feel like they'll probably do the same with Debo and, and kind of force the 49ers to throw it to a kiddo and eye up and take their, their beatings there if they're going to have any. 
All right, the next little tier here is 6,800 from Mike Evans all the way down to Odell Beckham at 6K. Pierre, Mm -hmm. I want two or three of your favorites in that tier. As you think about that, let me just remind everybody in the we or no section, all you had was two we's. DJ Moore, if McCaffrey did not play, and Mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson up there at 7,700. All the rest of them we didn't think would hit three times their value, and I tend to agree with you on those those takes as well. So I I appreciate those. Uh, I'm glad I see that now in my (laughs) Give me two or three of your favorites, though, in this next little tier. Yeah, this next tier, it's it's a little more tasty. So I do like Mike Williams' teammate uh, this week. That's Keenan Allen, 6,500. Uh, again, he's he's usually the highest-priced receiver there for the Chargers. So him being, you know, the discount for, for Mike Williams is going to help. Uh, I do feel like this game is going to require the, the Chargers to, to throw the ball. Uh, you saw their coach Staley say that they run the ball more, you know, just to be physical. You know, you got to put the – the, the defense kind of on edge, make them have to play through blocks, make them, you know, have to think really about the pass, and you do that through being physical. So they're going to run the ball, but, you know, Keenan Allen's still getting a ton of targets. Uh, all, all all games, what, 13, 8, 12, 11. Uh, so he's getting targets. The yards aren't necessarily there. I worry a little bit about a separation watching that Raiders game, but uh, hopefully that was just, you know, a, a tough game for him. But, you know, back at home, he's averaging – uh, more points at home as well. So I do like Keenan Allen there at 6,500. Um, we're going down, you said, to Beckham at 6K. So yep. I like both Bucks guys. Okay. Uh, I'd probably lean right now with, with Mike Evans uh, just because his targets have really been up. Yeah. Uh, since that first game against Dallas where he only saw six, he saw nine, 10, and 12 uh, continuing the climb. So I do like it, you know, with the targets. I feel like what Gronk, you know, kind of injured. Uh, Brady's looking for that big body target to kind of replace uh, what he had with Gronk. And I feel like Mike Evans is, is getting more of those, you know, block out, you know, go up and get it type ball. So I think I prefer Evans, but I do like Godwin as well. But I prefer Evans out of that group. Um, then the other one, another target monster. I know it's going to be scary because his quarterback's been awful. But uh, Deontay Johnson, 6,500. Uh, given that his quarterback's awful and really can't throw the ball like he wants, it's resulting in a lot of low, you know, A-dot type targets. And that's uh, 10, 12, and 13 in the three games that he's played. So Deontay Johnson, 6,500, would be my other one in this tier. Okay, I can see that. I appreciate your input on that. And I agree with you about Mike Evans uh, and the Gronk situation, too. It's just one, you know, it, it, it's it, now that Gronk's not there, it seems like the middle's a little bit clogged up. And maybe mm-hmm. Godwin can't find that space anymore that he was used to. All right, uh, would you rather? Is what we're okay. playing next from 5,900 and Devonta Smith all the way down to 5,500 and uh, Sutton. Sutton is where we're going there. So let me go with Sutton first uh, or Allen Robinson. Who would you rather have? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> I can agree. <laughs> but it doesn't get any better with Henry Ruggs right above them at 5,600. I, I think I'd take Ruggs over both of them now. Okay. All uh, right. Just because he has a, a bigger big playability, I take Sutton over Robinson probably, just because of how you know that that offense has gone with the the Bears so far. Uh, but I probably take Rugs. This is tough because I, I like Sutton, but I feel like Pittsburgh's going to have a bounce back week. Everyone's kind of dogging them out right now, dogging Big Ben out, dogging their defense out. Uh, they got T.J. Watt back healthy last week, so I do prefer the Steelers defense there over the Bears, I believe. Uh, so I would go Rugs. Hey, do you happen to have the snap percentage or the snap counts in front of you with Allen Robinson and Moore? Because uh, or, or, or what's his name? Uh, Mooney. 
Mooney, thank you. Uh, um, and Mooney, uh, I, I've been meaning yeah. to look that up, and I did not have that, and I, I just now remembered it. So what, are, is Mooney out snapping him at this point? He, he is, is. He is. He has wow. for, for all four weeks. So last week, it was pretty close. It was 71% uh, for Mooney and, and 69% for Robinson. So basically one more play. He got 41 snaps to Robinson's 40. Uh, week three, he got 44 to 40 for 98% compared to 89 uh, week two, he got uh, 89% to Robinson's 80. And week one, he played 100% of the snaps to Robinson's 91. So four straight games, Mooney has outsnapped Allen Robinson so far. But it did get a little closer last week with only one gap. That's that's it's just very interesting because going into the season, Allen Robinson, I'm not going to say it was pouty because he he he's quiet uh, a little bit there until he mm-hmm. has to be loud, and I think that his actions are speaking very loudly right now. All right, Henry Ruggs or Jacoby Myers. Yeah, probably Myers, um, which I didn't think I'd say. I, I thought Aguilar was going to be the, the guy there with, mm-hmm. with the Patriots, but it seems like it's it's definitely trending towards Myers. 14 targets, 12 targets, you know, back-to-back weeks. Uh, terrible Texans team, uh, I feel, right now, so I, I would go Myers there. Okay. Would you rather have Myers or, or Marvin Jones Jr.? This is tough because Marvin Jones Jr. really hurt everyone yeah. <laughs> on that <laughs> that uh, Bengals game there in the standalone primetime, uh, even with Chark going down, which was tough. So I think I stick with with Myers. I feel like they're they're trying to get uh, Chenault more involved, Lavisca. So I, I go with Myers still. He he's seen in the targets. He's seen it consistently. Uh, so I think I would lean there, even though it is against the Titans defense. I think I stick with Myers just from a volume standpoint. Yeah, and and this is. It's like you said earlier about somebody, I can't remember who you said it about, but this is like the week where Marvin Jones catches catches the three touchdowns because everybody's oh, yeah. off him now. You know, <laughs> it's how it works. <laughs> I plug him in every lineup, every lineup <laughs> I have, and I've got him in several. Unfortunately, the last couple of weeks, he was good the first two weeks. But yeah. would you rather have Myers or or Chase this week? I like Chase. Um, I really do. He's talented. We had all the the talk of the preseason. He can't catch the balls. It's different NFL ball than college ball. And all that went away pretty quick when he started putting up points and scoring touchdowns. Uh, Again, uh, you want to see what happens with that at Packers secondary. But I I do like Chase. Uh, If Alexander somehow plays, you got to worry if he's going to be on Chase or if he's going to be on Higgins. Uh, He probably won't be on Boyd because Boyd's in the slot. But I still like Chase. Uh, he has that connection with, with Burrow, so uh, I take him. It, it still seems like Kenny Galladay is overpriced at 5900 <laughs> I don't trust him that much, uh, but he, uh, would you rather have Jamar Chase at 58 or Kenny Galladay at 5900 So I, I stick with Chase. I, I expect Galladay to, to see Diggs. I think that's who he's going to draw in that matchup, and I don't want any part of that matchup. Had a good week last week, but uh, I think he comes back to earth a bit. Chase or Devontae Smith then? I'll stick with Chase. I, I, I like the Panthers' defense a lot. I feel like okay. they'll put some pressure there, so give me Chase. All right, that sounds good. And let's go with uh, 5,400 at Parker, and then we'll okay. go with the rest of the field, and we'll just take turns here, picking maybe some players that we like and uh, for the most part. Uh, not not players we dislike, or but players that if everybody else is on them, we need to talk them away from. So uh, I'll let <laughs> Uh, how about if I go first here uh, okay. after this? And I, you know, I, I got to say Tyler Boyd at 5,300 just because that game is a shootout. Mm-hmm. If Higgins isn't back, I really like Tyler Boyd because he's seen a lot of targets since Higgins has been out. So I, I, I'll take Tyler Boyd. Yeah, and that's the key because if Higgins is back, I want Higgins. Uh, 5K, cheap price tag, cut off to a pretty hot start those first two weeks before injuring the shoulder. 
They said it was pretty close uh, last week to playing as well, so I got to feel like he's going to be uh, healthy going into this game. Uh, so I take Higgins at, at 5K if he plays. I really like that price for him. Okay, your turn. Uh, back to back, give me uh, – I, I kind of mentioned him. So the opposite of Marvin Jones Jr., I like LaVishka Chenault sure. uh, quite a bit this week. Uh, he's He seems like he's going to be a part of the offense. Offense coordinator came out and said they're going to – you know, getting the ball more, and I don't know if that's the case. Usually when they say that, something bad goes really, really wrong. But I do like him. He, he's seeing, you know, seven targets last week. Uh, once Shark left, you know, went for six for 99. They can kind of get him involved in the run game if they want. They really haven't. But I expect him to, to maybe have his breakout game here against Tennessee. I lean him over Marvin Jones. So give me Chenault at 4,800. That Tampa Bay secondary is really banged up. They're one of the worst in the league, if not the worst in the league right now. And uh, we got Parker really, really connecting with Jacoby Brissett at this point. And I think that Parker, I like him at 5,400. He's seen nine, seven, nine, seven targets. So I, I like his volume there in Miami as well. And I actually prefer his his counterpart, um, which is Jalen Waddle. Uh, yes, Parker had some big, big catches. All of those came late, though. Uh, he kind of beat up on Xavier Rose there at the end down the sideline, just going up and grabbing balls. But Waddle's getting majority of the the volume. Uh, so you're looking at the Tampa team. When you look at how they've kind of given up points, it's been to a lot of the, the quicker slot type receivers, uh, which I feel like Waddle's going to fit that role a little bit more. Uh, I think he saw all four starts like the first half uh, mm-hmm. last week, unfortunately. But you look before that, he had 13 and 8. Uh, so I, I lean Waddle in that matchup for the the Miami receivers. I do feel like you're going to maybe want you know a piece of this Miami offense because they will have to pass. Uh, so I, I think I take Waddle at 48 over Parker myself, uh, but I do understand Parker being the bigger body and being able to go up and grab it. Yeah, and it'd be depending uh, dependent on whether or not I could afford him, and I, I do want one of the two in one mm-hmm. of my lineups for sure. The other guy who I I, I, I like but I don't like the price. The price went up this week on Hunter Renfro. And I say that just because he's able to get you that 15, that, that stuff. He, he's able to, but I, now that he's at 4,900, I'm really worried that he's not going to be able to get there. I know this Bears defense isn't what it used to be, but man, I wish I wish Hunter Renfro was still in that 45, 4,000 range, somewhere down there. That's what happens when they play well. That that price goes up. The, the algorithm's smart. So. <laughs> he, I mean, he's, he's good. He was good at, at Clemson. I think they call him, what, third and Renfro just because he's always catching the balls on third down. I do like him, but you're right. Uh, that price tag, you're, you're needing that 15 mark. And he's done it, you know, back-to-back weeks, but he, he may come back to earth. He tends to be uh, kind of tied to, to Waller to some extent. If Waller has a really big, huge game, then you normally don't see Winfro having a big, huge game. I'm not sure why that is, but that's just what I've noticed. Uh, I like Antonio Brown, 5,200 going up uh, against the Dolphins. Again, I expect Brady to be airing it out. He definitely seen the targets last week. He seems to be the one that's kind of being used as that deep threat. He's able to get behind the secondary. Uh, Clearly has a connection with Brady. I believe he's still bonking and and living with with Brady there. So I do like Antonio Brown. Not seeing the the snap percentages that I would like to see uh, from a receiver standpoint. Uh, But I do think he's he's still talented. He's going to be involved, so I like Antonio Brown there at 5,200. I, I do like, and it kind of scares me a little bit because Las Vegas isn't as bad in the secondary, I think, as I I, I, I want to believe that they are. They did <laughs> kind of you know shut down some people last week. Uh, Darnell Mooney, though, 
with his connection with Fields, Fields looks to pass it downfield just a little bit more uh, than Andy Dalton does, if not a lot more than Andy Dalton does. <laughs> and last week he saw seven targets, 125 yards. He's still at 4,700. He had 21 DraftKings points last week. I know he didn't do anything before then, but with Justin Fields, maybe he's going to be a little bit more open, and I want to jump on that before I can't get on that train anymore. Yeah, it's it's potentially the case. I know he's he's got a, a groin issue, but I think he'll be fine. Uh, it's not the matchup that it was against the Lions, so I, I would caution folks there. But he he's definitely in play at 47. Um, there's a cheap guy, and he's he's really cheap. And you got to pay attention to his snap count because he only saw about 30% of the snaps last week. But he's minimum salary. Uh, and I don't think a lot of people saw him uh, last week. And that is going to be Curtis Samuel. Uh, for the Washington football team, minimum salary, 3K, uh, played 30 37% of the snaps last week, his first game back coming off an of injury. Uh, you got to feel like that's going to be up a little bit more. Uh, he did see four targets, which was second to McLaurin. Uh, when it came to targets out of the pass catchers, you got Logan Thomas, who's injured now. So he he may see some of those smaller eight dot top targets himself. Uh, you got to expect that 37% to go up. Uh, he caught all four of his targets. Again, if you need a salary saver, uh, I do like Curtis Samuel there at minimum salary. 3K will probably avoid Marshawn Lattimore as well. And the last guy, Randall Cobb. you got to put Randall Cobb in the conversation <laughs> at 4K, right? I mean, 24 DraftKings points. Uh, MVS is out right now. Maybe Randall Cobb has just caught lightning in a bottle or something. I don't know what it is. But uh, at that at that <laughs> price point and at 24, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there going, wow, Randall Cobb, you're my guy this week, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's possible. It's cheap. And I just tossed in the, a guy you brought up last week uh, just to keep an eye on. That's Brandon Ayuk. Uh, pay attention again. Debo had the big game, but if they the Cardinals do decide to, to try to take away Debo, you can see I kind of get back up there and, and do something. He dropped down five hundred dollars to forty five hundred. Uh, Juju again, I think is another one. I know he kind of went down a bit, but I don't mind him at five k. They, they kept him on the sideline last week in Green Bay, and it, it looked like he was his reading. It was Ben's fault. It was a Ben problem. <laughs> is yeah. what he what he read so i think they they missed a couple throws where he was open um and you know a touchdown and his his game changes so i don't mind juju kind of a squeaky wheel scenario at 5k also this guy it depends on whether or not those other wide receivers are healthy in new york but Kadarius tony he had nine targets mm-hmm. last week i know they're going up against dallas but man he looked good after catching the ball 13 only 14 DraftKings points if he would have found the end zone that would have looked a lot better but that was nine that nine targets is juicy at 4k Agreed. Agreed. You got to watch the, the Shepard and Slate news, but he's probably going to avoid big. So I do like the Tony play. All right. All right. Hey, uh, let me remind everybody that they are listening to the fantasy analyst himself for the DraftKings superior mind, Pierre at Peewee 31 on Twitter and and me as well. I'm just I'm just sitting here, though, asking silly questions <laughs> at Lofanet on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI today with a little underscore. Let me encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, all those kind of things. We really do appreciate all the time. Thank you so much for the retweets on stuff, too, and the quote tweets on things. That's really helpful. Come uh, trying to get the show out there to everybody and everything so we really do appreciate that pierre uh we got to get over to the uh the 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 defenses here to save a little bit of money we got we got to move we got to move man we got we got to bring the smoke now uh uh, defenses to save a little money i know this is going to sound crazy and it's going to to me it sounds crazy and i haven't seen much 
<laughs> I have to see the wide receiver situation because, of course, if Brown and Jones are playing, then take this and just throw it in the trash. But if they aren't, mm-hmm. the Jets made the Tennessee Titan offensive line, who are missing several key players, look terrible last week. And I, I just look at the Jaguars and I go, 2,100, man. 2,100 against a team that's reeling right now, and the Jags are at home. They've had 10 days to practice. I know all the things that go have been going on in the Jaguars' locker room, but but still, i, I got to look at them at 2,100 and say I might be willing to play them. Yeah, it's worth a shot. Again, like you said, the, the Jets did just fine. Uh, minimum salary at 2K, got you seven points, three times, three and a half, really, the value there. So you can see it happen with the Jags. We, we know the turmoil, so... Uh, Titans should be a little more motivated coming off a, a game they shouldn't have lost against the Jets. So worry about that, especially if they get, you know, Brown and Julio back. But it's anything's possible. OK, who else do you see down here that you might like that that's in the cheap range? So there's there's one more go around, I think, for this defense. And everyone thought they were, were going to be a top defense. And it just hasn't panned out so far. But the Washington football team is twenty three hundred dollars. Uh, they've been 32, they've been 39, they were down to 26 against Josh Allen and the Bills, then back up to 35 against the Falcons, and it just hasn't hasn't happened, hasn't been there, uh, but they get LASIK Jameis uh, this week at home, uh, 2,300, again, they're, they're, they're doing all right, they're still winning games here or there, but I, I think that if there's going to be a week that they can kind of regain some of that defensive steam that they had last year. I think this might be the week. 2,300 uh, Washington football teams of defense I, I like this week. I like the Chargers defense playing against Cleveland. Baker looked really bad last week, and I don't know if he's not clicking with some of those people or what, what it is, but the Chargers <laughs> defense is for real. And at 2,700, I, I could see them getting a turnover pretty easily against Cleveland this week. Yeah, they got a healthy Bosa, so they're, they're definitely in play there. And, you know, you sit Cleveland – and it kind of ties me into uh, this next play that I want to play, and that's the the Arizona Cardinals. Oh yeah, twenty nine hundred. And the way it ties into Cleveland is they they got to face Justin Fields in his first road game uh, there in Cleveland, and it did not go well uh, for Justin Fields. Uh, I think Cleveland put up like sixteen fancy points, had nine sacks, et cetera. Not sure it'll be that extreme, uh, but Arizona, you know, they've they've been really good on defense. They've held, you know, they held Cooper Cup in check. They've gotten uh, every other week 16 and 1, 18 and 5. So if you look at that, they're due for another big week. Rookie quarterback on the road, hostile environment, uh, big game. It, it, the lights just may get to him. So I, I think I like the Cardinals quite a bit at 2,900. I may be seeing a pattern with the Chicago Bears playing much better at home than they do on the road. And mm-hmm. so I do like the Las Vegas Raiders this week at 2,900, uh, especially with a rookie quarterback on the road. Man, Vegas is just a crazy place. You know what I mean? Like, it's just <laughs> yeah. it's just going to be crazy there. And Justin Fields just did not perform well on the road in Cleveland at all. So I'm looking for maybe a bounce back week with the Raiders this week. Yep. I like them as well as value. And I, I know the Bears play it well, but. How great was Fields if we look at the, mm-hmm. the the game itself? He hit Mooney, a few big plays, but a lot of that was with, you know, David Montgomery, uh, even Damian Harris, you know, got in the end zone. So definitely a good call there with the Raiders. Uh, from there, I think you got to you start to, to get up. Um, I like the Steelers. I mentioned that. They they got Watt back, uh, especially if Drew Locke's on the other side. Right. Uh, I think you can play the Steelers who are coming off a really just bad stretch. Uh, losing three in a row. If it's Bridgewater, probably not. He's a little more conservative with the ball. So if if Locke's there, I think he got to look at the Steelers at 3,300. 
Yeah, if 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 Bridgewater's playing, I'm playing the Broncos against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense at 4,200 <laughs> probably. That's what I'm doing. All right, uh, we're not going to pay up for any defenses way up there. They're not worth it this week. The only thing I could see is that New England Patriot defense at 4,900. But, man, that's that's you got to get to 15 to pay off for there. I just that's, that's the only one. It, it'll be tough. Uh, again, that's a healthy, healthy, healthy price tag. But sometimes, you know, it's. It's worth it because Davis Mills has been pretty bad. Yeah, to say the least. All right, we're heading over to tight ends here, Pierre. Let's look over here at tight ends. We got Waller at 7,300 and Fant. I want to go all the way down to Fant at 4,900. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, who has the best value? Darren Waller at 7,300. George Kittle at 5,600. Hawkinson at 55. Gronk, who's doubtful. He had out of the play. It's 5,400. Goddard. At fifty one or Fant at forty nine hundred. Hmm. <laughs> I go. I go Kittle here. Okay. Uh, I know he's the second highest price guy at fifty six, but um, either or Garoppolo will give him the ball. I, I think that that rookie tight ends tend to like rookie tight ends. Rookie quarterbacks tend to like to lean on their their tight ends as well. Uh, he saw at nine, eleven targets, so his targets are going up. I think a lot of the attention will be on Debo Samuel, given the the big game he just came off of. So I, I like Kittle at fifty six hundred. We need a. I got Kittle on some of my teams in redraft leagues. <laughs> I we need a running back is what we need to be able to get Kittle the ball a little bit better in a better position to succeed. <laughs> They're able to just tone it. God, I need I need a running back. For this. They they might get Mitchell back, so he he might help out. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. is someone to pay attention to as well. Uh, I think he's. He's on the pup for six weeks. We're, we're going into week five. I, you might want to look at reports to see how he's healing. Uh, he ended the season really well. If he gets back healthy, uh, he could be out there on the waiver wire as a, a really nice pickup uh, for that 49ers backfield with, if with, he's healthy. With Willie got the touchdown last week, everybody was reporting that it was Kittle. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, all right, all right, all right. And then it was Willie. I was like, oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Right, they they so look similar know. on the field with a helmet on. So. Yeah, that's what they do. Uh, and those eleven, those targets keep me hopeful is what they do. Uh, do you like uh, Noah Fant this week at all against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense? I mean, you, you can a bit. Uh, Tunyon had a, a couple openings that Rodgers overthrew him. So, I mean, that – that seam route, if they run that route, I think that he can get behind that Steelers defense. But I probably lean no just because of the, I don't really know that quarterback situation right now. Okay. Would you play either Waller or Hawkinson this week? I want to say he had a Waller, but, you know, Travis Kelsey hurt my feelings last week. Um, I was really torn between him and, and Tyreek. I always like to have one of those guys. So I'm glad that they're not on the slate this week because it takes away that decision. And Kelsey's usually pretty safe. He he didn't come through for me. So now I'm a little nervous to, to pay up for that salary okay. uh, when it comes to Waller. So I'm going to lean no uh, for right now. He hasn't really done much to pay off that since week one. All right, let's go from uh, Schultz at 4,400 down to 3,400. And let's go to the big max attack. All right, let's go to the max attack. And <laughs> let me ask you, would you rather on these guys, okay? Uh-huh. And, and and Because I think that this is the core group of tight ends now. Like you said, if you don't want to pay up, this is where we're starting to live down here in this area. So Absolutely. would you rather have Max Williams at 3,400 or Zach Ertz at 3,400? I like Ertz. Um, I, I took him a lot of places, partly because I thought he was going to get traded, which never happened. But uh, even so, I, I saw that, that Hertz and Ertz had a connection at the end of last year. Uh, kind of in some of those garbage time games, and it's starting to show uh, early on. You know, he didn't really expand. He was coming off the, the COVID list, but 
Now he's had back-to-back games, seven and eight targets. Uh, I think a lot of the folks will be on Max Williams because of the big game he just had against the Rams. So I like to kind of swerve when everyone jumps on someone. So I take Ertz. Ertz or Conklin? Yeah, I'm going to – I'm going to – It's against Detroit. Yeah, Their projections are really close as well. Um, I think I'm going to stay with – I'm going to go Conklin here. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They got a higher total at 29. It's uh, against the Lions, and he's he's seeing a good amount of targets similar to Ertz. I'll go Conklin. Conklin or the old KG veteran Jared Cook at 3,600? Going up again, I'll I'll go to Cook here. Uh, Scared. I don't know if I have back-to-back good games, but in regards to the points per dollar, uh, he's right there uh, for what I have for projections just ahead of Tyler Conklin also. So I have to go with Cook based off right. the projection. And Cook or Henry, Hunter Henry, who's in a smash spot against the Houston Texans this week at 3,700. Uh, I don't know if Hunter Henry's ever in a smash spot because he's Hunter Henry. Um, so I'm going to stick with, with Cook. Uh, I just don't trust Hunter Henry, even with some of those Chargers teams. He's just never seemed to be the guy that everyone thought he was going to be. Cook then or Jaseki? Jaseki. Um, I like Jaseki a lot, and this is more just a me play. So Cook Cook grades out better, points per dollar. Uh, but I, I like Jaseki. As I stated, I, I like some of these Dolphins pass catchers. I feel like they're going to be trailing Tampa Bay. Uh, he's again in the slot because he's a tight end, so he's in there with Waddle, which is where I like to attack the Bucks. So I, I do like uh, Gusecki quite a bit. His targets have gone up back to back weeks, also. Yeah, and I, I, you know, the reason why I built that stack with Brissett last week was because of the price for Brissett, and then the price for everybody else, and I was able to run it back with something, and, and I think you could do that again this week. Uh, so I, I do like Jacoby Brissett this week and those Miami Dolphins because you can run it back with the Bucks. See, I listened so well. You're, you're growing, and Just that's what that was my other failures. Though I hate to cut you off there, but I, I went with Matt Ryan, which I knew no one was going to be on Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. but that watching defense was so bad, and I did not run him back. Because the only person that made sense to running back was with Cordero Patterson. And I'm like, I can't do it with Cordero. I know he's getting the targets, but I had Montgomery and Henry. They were locked in. And I didn't want to play that third running back. And as soon as he caught those three touchdowns, I wanted to throw my computer across the screen. Jaseki <laughs> <laughs> or Tonyan, your guy? Uh, still good, Jaseki. Uh, they got they got to get Tonyan involved. He got seven targets, but he only caught two of them. Uh, him and Rodgers just aren't seeming to connect like they were last year so give me a second maybe they gotta go get in the hot tub like uh Favre and whatever that chua, chua did or whatever his name was a long time ago jaseki or schultz he got in a hot tub bubba franks did he get in a hot tub bubba franks no it wasn't but it's a chewy two whatever his name was man chua tomorrow tomorrow oh okay yeah tomorrow okay uh give me i'm sticking with jaseki i do like schultz okay. uh i thought he was gonna surplant jarwin uh this whole time after looking name last year but Give me Gusecki just because he's he doesn't have the the CD Lambs and Coopers and Zeeks around him like Schultz does. <laughs> Understood. Hey, everybody else on this tight end tier are just after that or Cameron or Johnu Smith, I guess, at thirty three hundred mm-hmm. all the way down. Uh, just pick for, out for me. Do you see anybody who's a sleeper? Uh, CJ Uzama who busted out last week. Is he going to do it again <laughs> this week? No, I'm not going back to him. But you about said his name. Uh, it's Cameron Brake. Yeah. Uh, I do like him at, at 3,300. Again, I, I like the Bucks quite a bit this week, if you can't tell. Uh, Gronk's out. He's injured. You know, Brate's on the field. He kind of split uh, with O.J. Howard. They both saw about 65% of the snaps, uh, but the targets were definitely going Brate's way. Uh, but that's something to keep in mind. You know, O.J. Howard as well, you know, he's on the field. And sometimes it's what you want. 
I lean break personally, but OJ Howard, you know, down there, $400 cheaper. Uh, he's worth a, a dart throw as well. No, it, it does seem like Tom Brady has a connection with Cameron Brait. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's always seemed that way. Even if Gronk's in there, Brait will still get one or two targets a game or one or two receptions a game. And and you can just tell they have a little connection going on. So when Gronk's not in there, I think Cameron Brait is a go-to guy for Tom Brady. Yep, I agree. I think Evan Ingram's still in play. Uh, he's up $200 from last week, but he saw six targets back-to-back weeks. Uh, if he can get a touchdown there, he's going to pay off that that cheap salary at 3200 uh, Ferkser, if you, you still have guys like Brown and Julio out, uh, you can see Ferkser, you know, he got five targets himself, uh, 3,100 going up uh, against Jacksonville. I think he's in play also. Uh, obviously we, we mentioned, uh, Howard, uh, Dan Arnold, never been a big fan of his, but you know, this is be his, his second game, uh, now with Jacksonville. So he should be more, uh, within their offense as well. A really cheap guy down towards the bottom is going to be uh, Ricky, uh, Seals Jones, 2,500. Uh, Logan Thomas is out. He's hurt. So Ricky Seals-Jones projects to be the starting tight end for the Washington football team. Uh, he's down there minimum salary for tight ends at 2,500. So you could definitely take a look at him also. I can't believe that. No respect for C.J. Uzama. Man, I can't. No respect. <laughs> he does, I think he does it every year where he has like a, a big game and then everyone's like picking him up and he stinks the rest of the year. Well, he gets hurt. That's what he does. He gets hurt. <laughs> Put him in bubble wrap. All right, we got a running back situation here, Pierre, for the last little part of this DFS Dreamer podcast. Hunter Henry, uh, Derek Henry starts us yes. off here at the we. running back sit. We, what? yes, we, 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 okay. yes, we. Derek Henry, we. Wait, okay. not that game? Different game? Okay, go ahead. He's still running against the Jets. They gave the ball to him like 39 times. Oh, yeah. It's going to keep happening. I mean, what just the Jets like outside of that first game when they got behind big to – Arizona. He's gotten 35 carries, 28 carries, then 33. He's involved in the passing game now, you know, getting targets. It's it's all in on Derrick Henry, even more so if those receivers aren't playing. Okay, well, who's going to have more touches this week in Jacksonville? Is it going to be Derrick Henry or Urban Meyer? No, that was not a <laughs> not. Hey, Pierre, let's play. <laughs> let's play. I got to throw the flag on that one. Personal foul. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play. Uh, would you be my friend? Okay, not not any Urban Meyer games or anything like that. From Hunter, from Derrick Henry. I keep saying Hunter Henry. Derrick Henry all the way down to Zeke at seven K. Okay, Henry's right. at nine K. Be my friend, Pierre. Pick. Are you going to pick Derrick Henry for me? I am. I'm going to pick Derrick Henry. When when you project as the the best points per dollar play and you're nine K, that says something. So. Derrick Henry, uh, high upside. You know, he might get you a floor of, you know, 20, but he can go for 40, 50 if he really gets rumbling and bumbling. So I'm going to be your friend and draft your Bama boy, Mr. King Derrick Henry. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And as your friend, I would love to give you Dalvin Cook this week. I think that he's in a position to be able to play. I'm not sure that he that, that he will. If he doesn't play, then I'll give you a CMC because I think both of them <laughs> are in great spots. And surely one of the two are going to have to play. And I think if either one of them do, they'll be able to reach the three times their value. McCaffrey's at 8,700 and Cook mm-hmm. is at 8,400. So I'll be your friend and give you both. And you actually feel like my friend this week because last week you give me players and I'm like, I don't really want them with, but <laughs> I like the way you're talking this week. I, I'll take Cook and McCaffrey if he plays. I, I think they're both in. Uh, four good games. You got to worry potentially about their workload coming off injury, but they're healthy. Definitely lock them in, lock them loaded. And I thank you for that. 
And in return, I'm going to give you Mr. Zeke Elliott. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott with uh, the Cowboys there. Going to save you a little salary just because I care. Uh, 7K. Uh, he's looking for 21. He's done that back-to-back weeks. Uh, he's starting to really get fed. The feet Zeke movement is back. As soon as everyone jumped on Tony Pollard, feet Zeke came back into play, and I do like him against the Giants at 7K. I'll circle back around to what you said about CMC because this has burnt me the last couple of seasons, or at least last year, when he was going to come back from injury. And he came back, and I was like, ah, I'm not going to play him. I'm going to wait and see, make sure he's okay. And then he tore it up. And then yep. the next game, he got yeah. hurt. And, and I, so, <laughs> look, if he's healthy, play him. Don't don't shy away from that. Uh, there, Pierre, as a friend, I really yes. don't want to give you anybody else in this tier because I'm afraid that Saquon Barkley against that Dallas defense – who has played a lot better. Uh, I, I just don't know that he'll be able to reach that price point because I could see this one getting to be, I don't, I don't know. I don't trust Saquon yet against Dallas. I just don't know if he'll get to that price point. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's tough. He, he's definitely starting to return the form. I know there's a lot of concerns early on, but you, you got to understand he's coming off a really bad one ACL. So definitely Barry's getting the snaps. Highest snap count last week, 89%. Uh, so that's three weeks in a row where he's been above 84% of the, the snaps. Uh, you do got to expect them them to, to really try to run the ball. They can use Daniel Jones as the, the read option as well. So uh, he, he's in play, but I definitely don't know if he's going to pay off that salary. Uh, if I did have to lean one more, it'd probably be Aaron Jones. I know he's dealing with mm-hmm. uh, the ankle, but he's he's getting touches there. I expect that you know he'll, he'll, he could have a pretty good game. We just saw James Robinson. Uh, really play really well against this Bengals defense on the ground. Uh, Aaron Jones, I feel, is better than James Robinson. He can catch the ball as well. Uh, a lot of attention is going to be on Devontae Adams. He can take that attention away. So uh, if there was anyone else, uh, I wouldn't mind Aaron Jones, even at 7,900. Yep. He tends to be that slate type of breaker where no one's going to play him. And then he goes for like, you know, the 41 that he get against Detroit, even though that was Monday night. But he's just that person that's capable of just ruining the slate because no one's on him. But two people have him and he goes for like 30 or 40. All right. From 6,900, Najee Harris down to 5,700 and Miles Sanders. I just want two or three guys that you love in this tier. If you can stop at two or three, because there are so many questionable people on here or outs or, or, you know, there's just a lot of people that look injured on this list here. Mm-hmm. So uh, just give me two or three that really jump out at you as plays that you would like to play this week. Um, I, I think you, you start there at the top with, with Najee Harris. I, I still like him, uh, mm-hmm. even though against the, the Broncos D uh, he still saw seven targets. It wasn't the 19, uh, but seven targets is still good. He's getting all the rushing work. He's playing a ton of snaps himself. Uh, so I don't mind Najee there. Uh, he's played what, 195, 95, and then 80, but that game got out of hand last week. So give me Najee Harris at 6,900. Right below him, I think this is a Nick Chubb week. Um, Hunt's been stealing a lot (laughs) of the the points, a lot of yards, and Hunt's still going to be in play, but I expect Nick Chubb, he's the chiefest he's been in a while down at 6,700. Again, he's going to be someone I don't think a lot of people are going to play uh, I do like Nick Chubb actually quite a bit, 6,700. Boy, look at those. The, the look at those attempts for him last two weeks 21 <laughs> attempts and 22 attempts against Chicago. Um, and Minnesota was that first one. That's a lot of attempts. He hasn't found the end zone in either one of those games, but he had 15 DraftKings points last week. Uh, and so the price went down actually to 6,700 from 7K. He is one of those typically $7,500 players. So, yeah, there, there's good value there. 
He is, and again, like you said, if he gets in the end zone, then he's he's going to pay that off, and you're going to want to have him on your roster. So, mm-hmm. sixty-seven hundred, he's probably the the only. James Robinson, I guess, would be the the other one that I would consider. He he's starting to be more involved in the offense. Uh, obviously, Etienne got hurt, but they they're finally starting to keep Carlos Hyde, you know, on the sideline. So I think James Robinson would be the last one in this price range I consider at six K. Yeah, I think James Robinson was giving Carlos Hyde the stare that he gave Urban Myers early in the year. And Carlos was like, hey, man, I'm just here to get a check, okay? I'm just, I'll stay over here. I got, I'm injured, okay? I'm injured. Don't, don't come and hurt me now. Don't oh, yeah. Uh, all right. So let's look at uh, D. Will. Uh, so you don't, you don't like any of those other, Josh Jacobs, you don't like your guy Edmonds this week, Kareem Hunt, and, and you don't like Miles Sanders, okay? All right. That's fine. I don't. That's fine. All right. Let's go to my guy. Damian Williams in Chicago at 5,600 going against the Las Vegas Raiders. And let's go all the way down to, I guess, 5,200. Mr. Lenny, Uncle Lenny Fournette. All right. 5,200 with Lenny Fournette. Who do you, I, I, let's, let's just, I, I don't know. Let's play Would You Rather because when I was looking at this, I knew what I wanted. And it was Uncle (laughs) Lenny Fournette at 5,200. I said, oh, that's a great value. It's it's him all the way up. I'm taking him over everyone there. Okay. All right. So do you see any other plays that you would like? James Conner's fine in the end zone, but it's not necessarily eh, all the volume that we would like. Yeah. Madison, if, if cooks, if cook somehow doesn't play, I know he's still questionable. He played last week, but if for whatever reason he doesn't play, I think he has to have to play um, Alexander Madison. Um, Damian Williams could be in play. So they've been in kind of game scripted out the last two games. Uh, he should see more volume uh, against the Texans because I expect the Patriots to lead. Uh, so I think he'll be in play, but again, Uncle Lenny's the the guy in this range for me. What about my guy, Damian Williams? There in Chicago against the Raiders. <laughs> I can't trust Damian Williams. Wow. You know how you know how many times he like is behind and gets picked up because he's the the backup on teams. I feel like that happens like every two or three seasons. He's like the hot waiver wire. Uh, I don't even think he was the main person in, in Kansas City when he he kind of exploded there either. Uh, I, he'll be fine. I mean, it's against the the Raiders. He still seems like he has some burst. It's just he, he doesn't do well when he's like chalky, I feel personally. Uh, when he's chalky, he tends to, to struggle. When no one's on him, he tends to do well. I feel like he'll be chalky, so I don't I don't like Damian Williams this week. Okay, Uncle Lenny is a big play there at 5,200. I oh, like yeah. that. All right, so we're looking at the rest of the field here, Pierre. I, mm-hmm. I do like McKissick this week. I know it's the New Orleans Saints defense, but I'm going to put him in a couple of different lineups just because Logan Thomas isn't there, and McKissick has had a lot of volume uh, in the passing game, and so I'll take I'll take a little bit of McKissick this week. Yeah, it's, it's tough being a, a Gibson owner to, to see McKissick kind of still in the passing down work. Uh, especially given that, you know, Gibson himself was a wide receiver in college. But, uh, I, he, I mean, if he's getting the passing work, you, you definitely got to have him in play uh, PPR standpoint. So I can see that being the case. Uh, watch the 49er situation. Again, Eliza Mitchell did not play uh, last week, but he he's practiced last week. He's practicing again. So right around 5,200, even though I like the Cardinals, uh, you could see Elijah Mitchell there and kind of surpass Trey Sermon. Uh Kyle used checks even someone else that's involved in the passing game with Mitchell's out. So you can kind of consider him there towards the bottom uh, if you want to go there also. But there's not a lot of guys I like down in this range. Gainwell, uh, if the, the Eagles get behind on Carolina, he kind of played a majority of the snaps there trailing the Chiefs. So if that's the same game script, you can look at Gainwell. But I think I'm going to probably stop at, at Uncle Lenny myself when it comes to okay. my running back play. 
Well, and it's going to depend on me with Uncle Lenny on Gio Bernard as well. I, I'm not going to have a lot of exposure to Gio if he's healthy, if they are mm-hmm. going to say that he's going to play. But, man, that last game, he really looked like he grasped the offense or whatever it was. He had 10 targets that last game against the Rams. And you and I both said, eh, this game looks like a sneaky little shootout right here uh, between the Dolphins and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He finished with 20 fantasy points that last game that he played when he was healthy. So 4,600, yeah, that's going to be great value. Yeah, I hope he doesn't play, though. I really want to play Fournette <laughs> without him. Uh, he did practice limit fashion, yep. so it's mm-hmm. possible, but I really hope he doesn't. Okay. Hey, Pierre, wonderful job here uh, going you. through all these things on the DFS Dreamers. Now I will give you an opportunity to build me a dime lineup in a tournament play. <laughs> all right. Well, we, we talked about this this game, and it's not one of, I mean, it's it's a decent total right now. It's looking at 48. A lot of that's on the Tampa side, but I'm going to go with Tom Brady. I expect him to, to kind of come back. Uh, he's not there in New England anymore. There's not all the, the hoopla going on. So give me Brady. Uh, I'm not going to make the mistake I made last week and not pair him up with anyone. So I'm going to pair him up with Uncle Lenny. I uh, kind of talked about it. So hopefully Bernard misses. Uh, again, My the Fournette play is going to be based off of uh, Bernard not playing. Going to double stack it. Give me uh, give me Antonio Brown also. Uh, so give me a pass catcher and a running back there. But give me Antonio Brown, 5,200. Going to run it back. So I'm kind of on the fence between Waddle and Gusecki. I really like Waddle, but I don't like tight ends a lot this week. So I'm going to go with Gusecki as my bring back there, 4,200 uh, there against the Bucks. Uh, give me King Henry. Give me Give me the King. He's just popping in the projections again, even at his high salary. Uh, again, I have to watch to see what happens with Brown and Julio, but give me Henry. Uh, give me Chenault. Uh, there's another correlation to Henry uh, on the opposite side. So if Henry's having a big game, maybe Jacksonville um, is trailing. So give me Chenault. How much is Let, Chenault? Chenault's 4,800. Okay. Uh, Going to go down to defense. I, I mentioned uh, this is kind of dependent on Trey Lance playing. But uh, give me the the Cardinals at 2,900 if Lance plays. If he doesn't, I might go down to the Washington football team at 23. But for right now, give me the Cardinals there. All right. That gives you, uh, let's see, 5,600, 50 mm-hmm. per player, 11,000 per salary. Or your whole so I salary. hope this guy plays. Um, T. Higgins, 5K, really like his price tag this week. Really good value. I expect him to play because I think he was close last week. Again, I think this could be a shootout there in, in uh, Cincinnati, and I hope so. I'll be there, so I like to have a player in my lineup when I'm at a game live. So I'm going to take Higgins at 5K. He's about 6,300. Didn't talk about this guy, but um, I like uh, C.D. Lamb, uh, 6,200. Uh, there in Dallas going up against the Giants. They haven't really been involved uh, the last couple weeks. Uh, Zeke's been eaten. I think they'll try to get the, the the passing game back in in place. So give me Lamb, close things out. It gives me someone in the late afternoon uh, to kind of catch people if I get behind <laughs> their understanding. So give me C.D. Lamb to round it out. We didn't talk about Samaje P. Ryan. I saw Joe Mixon there at 6,200. Uh, are you playing Samaje P. Ryan at all? Any exposure to him? Uh, it sounded like they're going to do a committee. Uh, so that's really why I didn't touch on him. I'm not sure if he's going to be the bell cow back. It sounds like they're going to mix in him with, with Chris Evans. So I'm going to probably stay off. But, I mean, he's worth a shot. He's he's 4K, minimum salary for running backs. So he's he's definitely worth a shot for sure. So good, good job bringing him up. 
Okay. Hey, Pierre, great job. I appreciate the lineup. I have entered a 10-cent lineup into a tournament. So we're going to see if that one pays off for me. I appreciate it. You could, if you have any start-sit questions, if you have any DraftKings questions or anything, any plays at all, Pierre plays on all those different formats. You can more than uh, He's more than welcome to answer your questions on Sunday or before then at PWE31 on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter as well, at Lofinit. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. Please subscribe. Please like. Please share. Share all those things, but more importantly than all those other actions, FitFam, we want to encourage you to go out and find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.